What's up, Warriors? Thanks for joining us again for another Warrior Wednesday here at Protectors Toolkit. Christian safety and security made simple. If you joined us last time, you know the deal. Drop it over in the comments there where you're joining us from. Name. Uh, your church and the city that you're occupying. So let us know in the comment section. Also, another great uh, thing the comment section will do for you, ask questions. Get your questions in early. I'll be able to read them throughout the broadcast and I'll break in as I see them. So again, thanks for joining us here at Protectors Toolkit for another wonderful Warrior Wednesday. What is Protectors Toolkit all about? Well, we have a guiding biblical principle that helps you kind of understand that. Proverbs 18, 15, it says this, an intelligent heart acquires knowledge in the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. In the easy to read version of the Bible that I like to go to sometimes to understand or discern just a little bit deeper, wise people want to learn more, so they listen closely to gain knowledge. And just to give you a little bit of uh, guidelines here, when I call you a warrior, that is absolutely true. You, Christian protectors who ensure a safe and secure worship environment in your church are warriors. How do I know? Because early on in the Bible, it says in Exodus, 15.3, the Lord is a warrior, the Lord is his name. And I know you're created in his image and you're doing his work at your church. So again, thanks for joining us tonight on another wonderful Warrior Wednesday. I'm here joined with my friend, uh, my brother in, in Christ, Jason Hensley. Jason Hensley comes to us from Shadow Mountain Church and I'll let him jump in and introduce himself and give us a little bit of your background, Jason. Awesome, Guy. Uh, excited to be back on with you tonight. And I'm Director of Safety and Pastoral Protection at Shadow Mountain Community Church in San Diego. And I get the honor of protecting Dr. David Jeremiah uh, with a bunch of the other guys that serve in our protection team. And uh, my background is law enforcement, uh, SWAT. Uh, and then I decided I like to eat and uh, enjoy barbecue. And uh, so I want a slower pace. And so here we are. My wife's our children's pastor at our church as well. So it creates an interesting dynamic for us. Oh, that's absolutely awesome. And you had a little bit of wife duties to do tonight, helping your wife out with some cones and stuff like that we already talked about. Uh, Oscar, I see you joining us from Elgin, Texas, brother. Thank you for joining us tonight. And so I'm going to give a quick shout out right now and just a, a, something I need you all warriors to do. If you're joining us right now, here's something I'd love for you to do. Right now, go to the bottom at that share button. You know somebody that can benefit or be blessed by this broadcast right now. Hit that share button and share it with them. Share it in a group that you may be part of or share it to a friend that's also a warrior for Christ just like you are. So do that right now for me if you would. So tonight we're going to be talking about Monday morning quarterbacking, right? This is something that um, has impacted me from time to time in my career. You know, with over 30 years in military and civilian special operations, I've seen a thing or two and I've experienced a thing or two. Monday morning quarterbacking is all the time happening. Uh, in law enforcement, in the military, and it is also happening in our church safety and security ministries. And you may understand it as uh, just that armchair quarterback. You know, if you're sitting on the couch and you're watching your favorite player uh, have a play on TV and it doesn't go so well or the ref doesn't make the right call, well, it's really easy from that position with all those camera angles to make the call the right way, isn't it? 
Uh, Jim, I see you joining us from Woodstock, Georgia. Thanks so much, Jim. Um, so it is it is easy. It's thought of sometimes as a negative term, right? When we talk about it in the protector world, we think of it as a negative term. When we see a news story or we read an article or there's some sort of thing in the press about church uh, being uh, under attack or in crisis, uh, that Monday morning quarterbacking is sometimes thought of as a negative thing. Uh, and for good reason, you know, watch, watching our favorite sports star from the comfort of our sofas, uh, having never played the game at that level is very, very easy for us. It's very easy to critique how a play was executed or how a split second decision was made that we didn't like. But we have to understand as church protectors, it is sometimes necessary. Now, I'm not saying this is necessary to pick apart everything that everybody did wrong. But as a general rule, when a, when a news story comes out uh, or something immediate happens that happens to a church or a church protector or could prevent it's in the safety and security, I think we need to take that information in, the information that we're given, and we need to look at the big picture and how things could have possibly been better. So again, if you're just joining us, I see you, Kayla, uh, Ray Coates, I love you out there in Longview and your church safety group, I know they're joining us as well. Uh, like I said early on, share the video right now with somebody that you know, love, and care about because they will be blessed by this tonight as well. Uh, don't forget to ask questions. Drop questions there in the comment section for us. Um, and, and stay tuned as we talk about the Monday morning quarterbacking. So, Jason, I know you've experienced this before, too, in, in the law enforcement world, especially in the SWAT world uh, where you come from. You know, the Monday morning quarterbacking is kind of like an AAR sometimes. Uh, but mm -hmm. we see it in other opportunities when we see other officers maybe doing something and we think, oh, my gosh, how stupid was that? Why didn't he do X, Y and Z? Uh, you've experienced this before. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've I've worked under um, some awesome leaders and then I've worked under some poor ones. And, um, you know, I, I had a sergeant doctor or doctor. He'll love that. Uh, sergeant Danny Herb that uh, made the statement to me. Uh, he poured into me uh, as a young officer, and he used to make the statement to me that people do uh, the wrong thing for two reasons, either a lack of training or they don't care. Yep. And, uh, and and I tend to agree with that uh, in that, um, you know, when somebody does something, it's because they weren't trained properly. But, you know, every time you do something incorrect, it's, it is a learning opportunity, hopefully that it, it wasn't a fatal situation, right? And so, you know, you know, after I went into SWAT, as you know, you've been on different tack teams. You have to be thick-skinned because Monday morning quarterback isn't as a simple uh, or as loving uh, in certain situations. Um, and with our background, you know, it, it it doesn't take too much for something to go catastrophic. Right. And so I think I think it's important that um, as leaders, where we're at now, though, that that we lead we lead in a way that's going to be something where they can learn from. So you have a young officer or I have somebody that's new to my team that might be green in certain areas. I need to be able to slow down and take the time to explain the reason why. And, and, you know, you and I were talking about before we came on air, I was listening to the Jocko podcast today. And, uh, and that was one of the things he talked about is simply asking the question, Hey, what, why did you do what you did? Right. Instead of, <clears throat> Right. Uh, which I think is really quick for us to, a personalities to often do. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you were listening to Jocko right after you listened to Word and a Weapon podcast, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> you, you, you know, know you fixed some of his uh, whatever. <laughs> you know, I the last time uh, in recent memory, the time that I experienced this Monday morning quarterbacking or the shutting down 
I guess, of Monday morning quarterbacking was the Starville Church uh, shooting. Uh, if you're not familiar, Starville, Texas, a pastor uh, went into his church and was killed by someone that was hiding in his church, a criminal that was hiding in his church. And, you know, I put out a quick um, synopsis of that, and I also gave my thoughts on that. And they were they were provoking questions to make people start thinking. Uh, Oscar, thanks for that AAR stuff. Rick, I see that uh, audio on Rick. You That may be on your end. Um, and congratulations on your granddaughter's first birthday, by the way. Um, and we'll give uh, Kayla, uh, Ray, we'll give you the link for the URL for Jocko's podcast too. Make sure you get that. Uh, great guy, great Navy SEAL, great warrior there. So when I experienced this, when I put out that information and I posted it in a couple different church groups, uh, right away is, you know, you get that you can't Monday morning quarterback a church's decision or the pastor's decision. Uh, you can't judge an incident in a church without all the facts. You know, th the heck we can't. We, we absolutely have to, but it has to be done the right way. No one wants to be critiqued by people who lack the experience, pressure, or perspective that, that you can only get by being in the game, so to speak. You know, Tony Romo and uh, those guys that call the football games, they get to call the football game and make those judgments on those plays that they see because they've been in the game. They've been in that pressure situation. They've been, they've had that perspective. And so when, um, when a per, when a professional comes in and they give their opinion a high view opinion of an of an event i think we need to understand that monday morning quarterbacking isn't saying what everybody did wrong as much as it is raising awareness of the things that could have been better in that situation and uh the, the people could have reacted better or done better or had more training so it's not as much criticism as it is a critique uh of an overview of what has been presented yep 100 yep Thanks for that, Oscar. I see that. Mike, thanks for joining us. Where are you joining us from, Mike North? Was there a Rick Fowler that just logged on? Uh, I did see Rick Fowler. Got no audio. Rick, yeah. There's a Rick Fowler on my team. I'm trying to decide if that's. It might be. It yeah. might be. He's he actually. He's on there. So when we talk about this, um, sometimes it's rejected in our culture, right? Um, as a church protector, sometimes it's hard for us to take in a criticism or a critique or see someone else being critiqued because, well, maybe the media hasn't given all the facts. And this is this is kind of par for the for the course for society, because our society enjoys right now, especially uh, being offended and hurt on the Internet each and every day. Uh, and we're seemingly incapable anymore of embracing a dialogue uh, which facts may be might prove their actions weak or incor incorrect. And that's a lot of times where I think we fail at this. We're not saying that somebody's weak, uh, but we do want to present factual evidence or um, give factual information so someone can make a difference. You know, when I talked about the Starville Methodist Church, um, I talked about it from a general oversight, a general what the information was to be given out. Uh, what many people may not have known in that incident, well, I'm a chief of my police agency here in Texas. So when I talk about an incident in Texas, I'm not depending on the news for my sources of information. Uh, I train leaders in police all over the nation at the at the Management Institute here in Texas. So I have a lot of connections all over the state. So I just pick up a phone and get information about an incident and it allows me to give insight to the church protectors uh, when I do that. So we're not passing judgment without all the facts as much as we are trying to critique what could have been better in those situations. And I, and I think too, as a team, it's important you know, it, it's so easy, guy, to run and throw stuff up um, YouTube and social media. And obviously what we do in Protectors Toolkit is we, we, we're, our goal is to educate, support and encourage and uh, other, 
you know, safety teams. But there are so many guys that will come on and just shred a situation when they only know a small percentage of it, yeah. of, the, of the incident. And, um, you know, for us, when we when we have an incident or when as our team, when we see something like what you were the case you were just referring to or the other couple of shootings that have happened in, in your state over the last year and a half, my guys will we call it coffee time and we get together and we dissect it. And what could we have done different in that situation? I think that's where you're going to learn from is not sitting there and shredding the guy in or the situation. Um, and so I think that's important that, you know, we're, we're called to as believers to to handle it a little bit different than I think uh, than others do. So, yeah, you know, everybody has an opinion and you know what they say about those. Um, so sometimes in those groups, when we, when we post, and even on our page, uh, we see some comments I, and by and large on the protectors toolkit page, I don't see comments that are way out there. And if I do, I tend to let them go on just a little bit until they get way far off into the weeds. And then I just kind of, kind of cut that off or they're, they're talking about things that I don't think are germane to the conversation, but we have to filter through, uh, the professionals, the people who have been in the game, been at high level, have mm -hmm. felt the pressure, um, have uh, had the perspective. Uh, in these type of situations. And so when you're looking in the, through the comments, you got to figure out who the professionals are in there and kind of look at what they're saying, I think. You know, I'm the first one to agree. Uh, if you don't have all the facts, we don't need to be jumping to conclusions. Um, but we see this in the media all the time, and it's hard to dissect that or, or pull that out, especially in the court of public opinion. Everybody has an opinion on everything that happens. I mean, just have one police shooting, and you'll see thousands of comments on how it, they would have done it done it so much better. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's sad in our society that everybody feels that they have an opinion and theirs is the best, so they have to trump everybody or talk over everybody. But as a church protector, I think Monday morning quarterbacking is so vitally important to what we do. When we do see a, a, a something in the news, a crisis that happens at another church, I think we need to take in the information that we do have and try to go through that. Uh, and we want to have a professional perspective on that. So if, if you haven't played the game at that level, if you haven't experienced that, if you haven't been in combat, if you haven't uh, had the perspective for that to know what you would do when you have a gun out on somebody or something like that. Maybe just hold off a little bit, let the professionals uh, speak into it and, and speak over it a little bit so we can have a little bit more discernment about that. So uh, one of the things I also wanna bring up is I don't typically offer an opinion that's just based on conjecture. And sometimes we have to uh, filter ourselves or, or pause ourselves on that as well. And the hearsay, that, that's another thing we have to start filtering out for ourselves is to not worry about the conjecture and the hearsay and then you know filling in the blanks when we don't have all the facts. Um, we have to make calculated statements. We owe it to, Protectors Toolkit owes it to you, Jason and I and anybody else that uh, speaks for Protectors Toolkit. We owe it to you as the consumer to give you the best information possible that we have that has been validated. We don't just have conjecture and hearsay and just guesstimate whatever we're going to talk about. So also when you're in those groups, make sure you're filtering that out too. People's opinions of things, people who um, are speaking things that aren't necessarily true, try to filter those out as, as best as possible. Uh, and it doesn't really do anybody any good to argue in any of those groups either, especially if you're a church protector. So Jason, some of the, uh, Tell us a, an experience you've had recently maybe where um, you've had to really dissect something with your team or armchair quarterback something, and then you you guys came out of it on top or had a better uh, had a better outcome later on. 
You know, we haven't really had a lot uh, going on. Um, uh, knock on wood, thank God. Um, so, um, with that being said, I, I think I think often though, and you've already kind of alluded to it though, we do take the time though to um, study those different instances. You know, obviously, video is best when you when you're able to see video, and then you're able to really glean and learn from it. Um, yeah. The other thing too that I think is 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 important, and I'll, I'm going to switch, and then I'll come back to you. Is you know, in, especially in today's media, when there is an incident, and you know, obviously, usually it's law enforcement right now, but it very well could spill over to any of us on uh, a church safety team if there's a, a serious use of force of some sort. But the media wants they want answers yesterday. Yeah, and um, you know. I've worked plenty of, of high high cases, high end cases where you're not going to get anything or you shouldn't get anything for weeks and months. But because we are instant, we want answers right now. We don't give the we don't give the process time uh, or we don't give the agency or whoever it is that's doing the investigation to work through those to get the proper answers. And so all of a sudden this bit of information comes out and this bit of information comes out and that has nothing to do with it. it. It's completely inaccurate. It's wrong. And we've had here in San Diego, we've had two officer involved shooting that the media got on and immediately began to saying the, the suspect or in their eyes, the victim was this, this, and this. Right. And then a few hours later, there's rioting going on downtown. There's all this other stuff going on. And that's not at all what the case was. And so I do think it's important kind of going back now to your your question, I do think it's important for us to slow down and allow that information to, to work its way all the way through um, before. Now, like you said, I, I think there are certain situations that we could say, okay, here's the information that we have right now. Like the pastor that unfortunately was, you know, shot and killed with his own gun. It, it was tragic. Um, and there's stuff that we can learn from it. I, I took that and you flipped it around and went to you know, members of our staff, and we had conversations with it. Um, you know, fortunately for us, we have we have security, we have other people twenty four seven on our campus. So if we have that situation, it's a little bit different. But when you have a smaller church or a medium sized church, and you know, that's why you pay taxes. I, I pay taxes to have you respond to clear my my church, right? And I guess we're playing a little bit of the Monday morning quarterback piece right now. But take the time to allow all the information to come in before you make a full blown uh, dissection of whatever the incident is. Yeah. And that was, many of times where oh, yeah. one, oh, someone, yeah. another officer too, and we police officers and the guys in the military tactical community are sometimes the worst at that as well in that, um, Oh, he should have known better than that. And just start putting the boot to your buddy uh, when you don't even have half the information. So, Yeah. You know, in the, in the star bill, what I kind of alluded to and just the question, I was just posing questions to the group based on what we knew so far. A pastor was killed, killed with his own gun. Wife was shot at. Uh, there was a chase in the area which ended in front of the church. And so my job coming in as a, as a professional consultant for churches is to raise awareness. Right. And so the questions I posed to the group then were, would you have known that that chase ended in front of your church prior to you going to church? Would your pastor have known, hey, pastor, don't open up unless I'm there. I'll open up for you. Uh, would your would your um, 
what would you what would the pastor know to do in that situation? Because pastors pastor, right? They they go to school to learn how to pastor and take care of the flock. They don't go to school for safety and security. They don't even get touched. That that doesn't even get touched on wherever they study their church, uh, their pastoring. So we've got to do a better job of that as the church protector to have a conversation with the pastor to say, hey, pastor, I'm in charge of safety and security for you. Here's what I recommend. If you find the church broken into, time and distance is your friend. We don't need to rush into that situation. If service is delayed, that's fine. We will get the, the professional first responders out there to actually clear that building. Right. Uh, it is unfortunate the pastor was killed with his own gun and that, that could go back to training. I don't know. You know, we don't we don't want to dissect what the pastor was trained to do or what he did in that moment. And if his choices were right or wrong. Um, but we want to raise awareness in the community when we have these type of questions. So, again, I would just recommend to all of you watching here when you when these events do unfold to turn to sources that you trust and listen to what they're saying, because. Monday morning quarterbacking isn't a picking apart of and saying what somebody did wrong as much of it is raising awareness and asking questions that drive you maybe to better procedures and maybe drive you to better training and drive you to doing different things or having different conversations within, within your church. The other thing, too, is even if the end result works out exactly the way you had hoped for it to, there's always areas that yeah. you can improve. Yeah. Um, in the way that it was handled, the way that certain people moved and addressed the situation, even if it, the outcome was exactly how you had hoped for it to turn out. So I think it's important um, as a team, you know, kind of even bringing it a little tighter as a team to, to debrief um, right. the situation and the way that you handled it. Um, you know, and especially when you have a, a smaller churches um, that don't necessarily, that their whole team isn't necessarily, uh, fully trained, you know. Um, yep. So it's it's important to for the people that are in those positions to take the time to slow down and know that, you know, some of the folks that are on our safety team don't might not have the same training as others. Yeah. So take those and use those Monday morning quarterback and 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 make that a learning uh, opportunity. And that person the next week, they're going to be a little bit sharper in that area. And yep. you know. For the most part, they shouldn't make that same mistake the second time if you take the time to train them properly. Yeah, you know, uh, I, there's this book I read. You probably read the same book somewhere around Proverbs. that says we should be sharpening one another, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, Mike, I see that. I see that you guys sweep the church uh, first, and I really applaud you guys for doing that. It's very forward thinking, and I do recommend that to all churches. You know, if it causes us to be there a half hour early uh, before the pastor, before any other staff, I think it is our due diligence. It's It's put on us as the protector to do that, to open up the church, make sure that things are the way they are supposed to be. And when we recognize someone is something is out of place, a broken window, a broken door, something like that, then we also know to pull back. Uh, we don't, there's no driving force that makes you go into that church. Unless you hear gunshots inside that church, and even then, maybe you still wanna wait for the professional first responders, but unless you have a driving, motivating force for you to go in when you see a, a break in of a, a window of a door or something like that, Nothing should be driving you as a protector or any other staff to go into that church and clear that facility. There are professional first responders that will do that for you. Time and distance is your friend in that. You know, nobody likes being Monday morning quarterbacked. I can just tell you that, uh, especially when you're passionate about what you do. What's that? One of my biggest Monday morning quarterbacks just logged on, uh, Brian, Brian French. Frenchy serves on my team. And, uh, Very good. 
Yeah, so he's one of my biggest Monday morning quarterbacks. So if he starts throwing some of my errors up, just ignore that on the feed. <laughs> we'll delete those right away. Please, please, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when we're passionate about what we do, nobody wants to be Monday morning quarterback. But we need it. As a professional, we need to take that in. Uh, as, when it comes to church protection, we absolutely have to embrace this concept of Monday morning quarterback. And whether it's something that happened at your church or something that happened in the news at another church, we have to be able to embrace this Monday morning quarterbacking because it, it is the kind of thing that will save our lives or the, or the lives of somebody that you love and care about. But it has to come from the right source and it has to come in the right way for it to be effective. You can't just be hit over the head by this and you can't try to break someone down or some process down at another church because you don't agree with it. It has to be taken in a positive way. In other words, it needs to come from people who have invested in and understand the game, professionals out there that you trust to help you break this down. And here at Protectors Toolkit, quite frankly, I'll just tell you this. If you ever send me a news story or you have an incident that happened at your church, I will professionally break that down for you and Monday morning quarterback it for you. So please get those into it. You can always submit your questions like that to admin at protectorstoolkit.com admin at protectorstoolkit.com. You can have them uh, right up now on the screen right now. And at the beginning of the broadcast, I asked you all to do something for me. So if you're just joining us, I'm gonna make this same call to action for you all. Hit that share button right now. There's still time for a friend or someone or a group that you know that can get into this conversation with us right now. Nothing gives you the experience you need to be professionally Monday morning quarterback, like being tested in combat, being in those similar situations. That is what you need um, you can go to all the courses in the world. You can read all the books in the world and listen to podcasts for all the great guidelines and to gain knowledge. But until you've actually been in those type of situations where you've been exposed to that perspective and that pressure, those comments sometimes fall on deaf ears. So we have to make sure we're filtering where we're getting our Monday morning quarterbacking from. Yeah, Mike, Mike just made the point too, Guy, that how you know his church is close with the department uh, that, that serves his community. And I think that's important. You and I have talked about this in prior um, yeah. contacts because some, you know, some of the comments that we're getting is, is referring to the fact of like the training that you gave on the piece of Monday morning quarterback, but you see, you see a, a window break or whatever back off. And I think that's yeah. important for our, our sheepdogs that are listening tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Caleb, I did a little bit of a critique of that. I can get you uh, the link for that. And if you want me to call in or do something like that for your group there in Longview, I'd be happy to do that for you, kind of break it down just a little bit for you. Uh, David Outland, I also see you be a good witness and wait for PD. Absolutely, my brother, absolutely. Be the best witness possible, dates, times, locations, and give the keys to people that need to get into the facility and tell them where they're going. Maybe even give them a map of your location and be a great witness. That's that's a great comment right there. You know, we, we're talking about Monday morning quarterbacking and the analogy of sports, obviously, but you, you know, you can also think this. Um, you, you better believe that your quarterback, your favorite quarterback and your favorite sports franchise, uh, NFL team, if you're doing that thing, they're getting Monday morning quarterback quite literally on Mondays as well. That's what makes them better. That's what makes them improve over time. That's what it's all about. In our world, though, as church protectors and uh, uh, your fellow protectors, and yes, even the church leadership uh, must work together to review your situations, review situations not only at your church, but around the nation so that you can learn, make necessary changes, 
that you need to make in your plans, policies, and procedures and move forward to be better the next time or be better than that church was. We have to be able to Monday morning quarterback ourselves. Um, so the ones that we go home, uh, we owe it to ourselves and to the people that we go home to. So if the criticism does come from someone that has never been at a church protector, has never been tested, is only commenting on feelings based on hearsay and conjecture, they're only making judgments on that whole event. They're incapable of making fairly, uh, they're, they're making these from behind a keyboard and they're not really doing very much justice to the situation. So just understand that the Monday morning quarterbacking at your church for your protectors and also if you've seen an event around the nation. And again, ha have your questions posted here or get us at admin at protectorstoolkit.com if you need me to dissect anything or go over an event that happened at your church or any other church, I'll be happy to professionally do that for you. Now, Jason, one of these things we talked about, and I even called you or texted you to ask you this question. Um, one of the comments I got, and it, and it came from uh, an acquaintance, I guess I could call him an acquaintance. We haven't never met in person. We've only met online in different comment uh, areas was Paul uh, over the church safety guys. And he said, the bad guy gets a vote. When we're talking about the Starville thing, he said, the bad guy gets a vote. And you know, I really didn't understand that concept. Uh, and that's okay because I'm a, I'm a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal most days, and uh, I'm lucky if I get all the water out of a cup into my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, long enough. Yeah, I didn't understand the perspective that I asked Paul about it. He explained it uh, a little bit more in depth for me, and I still didn't quite get the concept. The bad guy gets a vote uh, in every engagement. I don't really subscribe to that or ascribe to that or – uh, and maybe it is just it's way over my head and I'm just not comprehending that Have you. Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I heard it, too. You know, one of one of my thoughts and takeaways in, in a situation like that is, yeah, um, I'm going to do everything I can to narrow that um, threat. So whatever the circumstances is, I mean, we can take it to the highest end of the um, the threat of, you know, we, we have someone trying to use lethal force against us or, or cause havoc, wreak havoc in our church and, or in our space. Um, but I, I also, I also think that, um, it's our job, uh, to be that sheepdog and to, uh, make that, to narrow that threat and to make that situation to where it, I don't, I don't know. That's if, if that's the direction in which he's referring to, I was a little confused, but I also think that we have the ability to, make the situation uncomfortable for the individual uh, to the point where we're going to bring the fight shock and awe. And, right. um, and that's important that we as sheepdog, the protectors are going to bring, uh, bring the rain, bring the fire down on an individual as hard and as fast as we can to quickly and efficiently uh, stop that threat, whatever the circumstance is. Yeah. An overwhelming force it, it, shock and awe is, a, is really good. You know, I, I kind of just in, in thinking about it and pondering it and going over it in my head and, and thinking about different engagements I've been in, not only in Iraq, but also here in the United States. I didn't really it didn't really sit with me. The bad guy gets a vote that they don't get an, they don't get a vote in the outcome of the engagement, um, it, it, because if, if that was true, they would they would vote for themselves every time. We know dictators and bad people will always vote for bad things and vote for themselves. They don't. They don't get a vote as much as they get to take their turn. So in a, in a firefight or an engagement like that, they do get to take their turn. I can understand that concept, uh, concept but or even if you want to put it in this vernacular, they, they get a say-so in the fight, right? 
they they have uh, they can speak into the fight a little bit. Maybe that's yeah. what they meant by the bad guy. It is their decision. What's that? They 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 make the decision. Yeah, absolutely. They can make their own uh, decisions, but yes, they, they can make the decision in the day and the time and the location they will attack. Of course, they get a say so in that. And a lot of times, uh, that's where we're somewhat behind. Uh, but with the proper training in place, um, you know, we're we're going to cancel out the ballot that they cast. If their bad guy gets a vote and he's voting for himself, we're going to cancel out that ballot, so to speak. And what we do in our preparation ahead of time, um, our vote has always got to be for good, positive outcomes, and our training uh, has to always cancel out the bad guy's vote. So I, I, I can align even with the thought that the bad guy thinks he gets a vote. He gets a, a vote in what is going to happen in this. But through our trainings and de-escalation, uh, our de-escalation training, our one-day training on that, or our two-day firearms training, uh, or behavior pattern recognition, or even having a risk assessment at your church, all things that Protectors Toolkit can do for you. Uh, seek us out for that information. But having- we, we to, we, I think we want to be as proactive as possible. Yes. Unfortunately, with what we do, there are going to be times that we are going to be stuck being reactive. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the, the, and that that brings up the good, a good point. The bad guy's vote will only count if you don't have written plans, policies, and procedures that you train to and are insurable, right? So when we have written plans, policies, and procedures, we can train our team to them. So that helps us cancel that vote. Uh, they the the vote might count. The bad guy's vote might count. If we don't know what the OODA loop is, number one, if we've never experienced a real fight where we've had to use the OODA loop and we've had to get ahead of our enemy's OODA loop, if we don't understand that concept, so the bad guy's vote may count in that as well. This only comes from realistic uh, training, training that Im impacts your sympathetic nervous system. And that's some of the training that we bring right to your church from Protectors Toolkit. We do a blended learning style where we uh, give you part lecture and then part practical exercise where we put you under some stress and duress in our practical applications of being a church protector. So um, we, we've got to impact that sympathetic nervous system. That helps your uptake in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. So, Jason, any final thoughts on either the bad guy gets a vote or the Monday morning quarterbacking? No, I, you know, I, I think that uh, like you started off with Monday morning quarterbacking, hey, for, for our guys over, um, you know, doing what they can to equip other churches to be safer, you know, I, I applaud them. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's not, you know, it's 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 our intention to be able to process as much information that we can give our our listeners and 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 provide support to other churches. Um, similar missions. Um, as far as Monday morning quarterbacking, we Monday morning quarterback um, has the negative connotation to, to most. It's it, that we're, we're being, we're critiquing. Um, like you said, though, I think it's important that every team, every organization, every ministry um, does that. They Monday morning quarterback a situation. We refer to Monday morning quarterback um, all of us do is debriefing. That's kind of the better way of saying it, right? We debrief right. the situation, and um, I think I think it's important that you debrief certain certain situations, whether it's something that your team experienced or whether it's something that you've seen happen somewhere else. And so, I want to encourage all of our folks that are listening right now to Monday morning quarterback. You have to Monday morning quarterback yourself as well, and that's yeah. something else that we haven't really spent a whole lot of time talking about. Is I mean, you and I both. 
whether military and law enforcement and even in the church setting, there have been times I got back in my patrol car and I'm like, man, I jacked that up. And I would, you know, you need to process that. Find a buddy that you could say, hey, this is how I just handled this call. And allow a buddy to Monday morning quarterback you. And I think yeah. that, you know, I've got so many great, amazing dudes on my team that have forgotten more than I know. And so I think it's important that we take the opportunity to learn from our other guys and say, hey, this is what just happened. What could I have? How could I have I approached this or what could I have done better uh, yeah. handling that situation? And, um, you know, the old saying goes, the minute that you've got it all figured out, that's when you're getting ready to fail. Yeah. And so, um, you know, in, in, in the spirit of that and, you know, before we came on air, we talked about it, it's so much easier to to be able to to get resolution or to resolve a situation when when debriefing or Monday morning, Monday morning quarterback with honey than vinegar. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's yeah. let's approach it with love. Let's let's do it with the with the right way. Asking the questions. Hey, what were you thinking? What were you thinking in that moment? Uh, why did you do what you did? You know, instead of you idiot and and just yeah. jumping into it. And so, um, I've always learned better um, processing it. Uh, you know, before you and I came on, uh, I had two. I had I had that sergeant that uh, when he would come to me and say, "Hey, Jason, what have you thought about doing it this way?" Right. That was his way of saying, Jason, I want you to do it this way. Right. But he made it more palatable for me to go, hey, that's a great idea, Sarge. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think that as we push forward um, and when we're doing it with others and, and all of our guys that are listening right now that are team leads or overseeing the safety in their church and they're training guys in within their ministry, it's important to to realize, you know what, the very next week, you could be the one making, you know, making the major mistake. And you're the one getting Monday morning quarterback. Every one of us have experienced that. So um, yeah. on a personal note, I've got like hundreds of patches behind me. <laughs> I don't see yours. So, man, you know, you, I knew you were going to call me out on that for sure. It, it's the love is felt through the camera. I can just tell you that. And uh, so I'll be sending one in the mail tomorrow. Okay. We'll <laughs> it see. better have a place of prominence on the wall. That's all I got to say. I'll put it right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, thanks for joining us. Chris, uh, you and Jason are not too far apart. I know he's in, uh, he's in San Diego. Uh, where, where is your church? San Diego? Yeah. San Diego, El Cajon specifically. El Cajon, right up the, right up the uh, block from you. I did a risk assessment at Chris's church and some training. So I'm glad to see her on here um, with her church. So her pastor, if he's still the same pastor is a surfing pastor of all things. So Mike, I see you, uh, you do the Monday morning quarterbacking every week with some local law enforcement and some without depending on, uh, and I know your background, Mike, and so that's your church is so blessed to have you on the team and to be doing something like that. Uh, sadly, you're you're uh, you're abnormal in that for most churches, and that's what we're kind of all about here at Protectors Toolkit is make sure everybody comes up to that same level of understanding. So, if your church is struggling in that and you're wanting to know how to open up those conversations with your local law enforcement, guess what? Admin at protectorstoolkit.com. Admin at protectorstoolkit.com. I'll make those introductions for you if you find it hard. I'll tell you what to say and we'll go over it. And maybe I'll even jump on a call with you to connect you all. I want to make sure you can have those good conversations like Mike is having uh, with his church. Jim, I see, uh, what do you say here? The situation you're quarterbacking is the training aid for the next training session or can become a typical training aid 
for a prepared training program. Absolutely. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that protectorstoolkit.com has done for you training modules. Do you struggle sometimes on what to train on? Go to protectorstoolkit.com. Join the membership. I'm going to give you a code at the end of this to get in there for only $10 and the training modules are already done for you. I've got the notes. I got the PowerPoint. I got everything you need to conduct training for your church. So in wrapping this up, we have to understand if we can't accept correction, how will we expect to correct others in the course of our duties as protectors? If we can't challenge ourselves as protectors, how will we challenge others in our community to make improvements? And if we can't overcome hurt feelings, how will we ever effectively adapt and overcome our own personal areas of weakness? Improvement starts with a willing mind that is open to honest critique. That's how we get better at this, protectors. If you want to be the best church protector you can be, you'll learn to value your Mondays almost as much as you value your Sundays. So thanks for joining us here tonight. If you're new to the Facebook page, make sure you subscribe or hit that like button so you get all the notifications. Don't forget to go to all of our other social media. Go over and navigate to youtube.com and you can see videos just like this over there. Hit that subscribe button, hit that notification alarm bell so you get notifications when we upload new free content for you church protectors to take in, digest, and use in your church safety and security ministries. Now, pay attention. Go over to protectorstoolkit.com right now. Go over to protectorstoolkit.com right now. Use promo code Warrior Wednesday to get your first month at only $10. Promo code Warrior Wednesday to get your first month at $10. Listen up, folks. We are booking now for the 2021 season. Are you tired of just doing virtual online learning? Great. Me too. I'm coming to your church wherever you are. If you are open and you're in a state that's open and you want to have live in-person trainings, admin at protectorstoolkit.com. Let us talk to you about the dates that are ready and waiting for you to book. We'll come on a Saturday. We'll do de-escalation training. We'll do behavior pattern analysis. If you want to do our two-day firearms course, whatever church course you want from us, we have it and we will bring it right to you. And you know what the best benefit of that is? For hosting a Protectors Toolkit training event, you will be qualified to earn up to $500 in grant money back from us. Yes, I'm telling you right now, we're going to write you a check for up to $500 in grant money back to your safety and security ministry to use within your church ministry, however you want to use that, just for hosting a course. Conditions do apply to that, so make sure you seek us out for that. Are you uh, looking for a risk assessment but aren't quite ready to have someone come out to your church? Guess what? I've developed a plan to do a virtual risk assessment for you. You and I will jump on a call, we'll do it virtually, and you will get a written report from me that you can take to your church body, the people that make decisions in your church, that validates, number one, what you've been saying, and gets you on a path to go from good to great in your church safety and security ministry. So friends, I thank you for joining us here tonight. I hope you shared it far and wide. Even after we close down here, share this far and wide. Do that thing that we're supposed to be doing, which is sharpening one another. If you know somebody that can be blessed by this training, please make sure you share this video. And don't forget, protectors, as I always say, keep them safe.